0: We're live with the 2020 experience podcast thank you guys for joining us if you would like to watch for full effect you can follow us on youtube at 2020 fitness enjoy the show thank you for joining us today joined by john raleigh and uh, jeremy whiteford and uh, the conversation i guess i'm gonna ask you where does this conversation start why are we here today
1: here we go yeah we're going no i guess you know we, you and i had talked about my uh, past and uh i got sober in 2008 so 10 years ago and uh shared that with i should have anybody basically that knows me they all know that part about me i think you want to share more about that so mm-hmm. i think that's what uh so you,
0: you, you mentioned something in class. We were, we were talking about drinking, and you said, I don't drink. And I look at this guy, and I go, he's a really normal dude who seems active and is out, and, is, and he's got a great wife, and, like, seems like a lot of things are going, and it was interesting to me. I'm like, oh, he doesn't drink. So the first, the first thing that went off my mind is, I want that. Like, I don't, I, you know, I have. You're going to share your story, which right. I'm excited. Be to hear about. What you wish for. Exactly. <laughs> so, so that, so I, I grabbed you. You're, you're right. very gracious, and right. so well, however long ago is that? Six months ago. So, yeah. walk us through. You know, maybe the, the why. You know, everybody has a different reason, but basically, I, I want to talk about about alcohol a little bit, about like what it took, what part of the team it, it took to get you to where you are now. Yeah, it's been ten years, yeah. and then what are, the, what are the health benefits that you've, you know, that you notice over the course of those years. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So uh, you know, I had a normal I had a great childhood. Yeah. So I grew up in Chicago. Oh right. Yeah. Um, Downtown Chicago, North, just North, North. South Chicago, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, moved there when I was to Chicago. When I was five. So when the steel industry collapsed, the family yeah. left Pittsburgh. Yeah. uh, Moved to Chicago. So that was home. I'm uh, Great childhood. You know, two loving parents who support me. Have supported me more than anybody throughout my life. And uh, two sisters, all good and very normal. I think. Growing up in Chicago, you have access to a lot and, uh, you know, a lot more. I went to a high school, very much like the one right by here, except bigger at 4,000 kids in my school, but the same, same deal, you know? Um, and so I was exposed to a lot of things at a young age and, um, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it started the process for me started in what was normal. So I, I partied. Normally, right, um, in my mind, for a yeah. long period of time, you know, I got I was a you know, being academics came very easy to me, sports came very easy to me. I did all that stuff, I could turn it on or off, and so it all started very normal. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. maybe
2: in hindsight, it
1: wasn't totally yeah. normal, but at
2: the time, it was. I'd say normal as in the current American uh, stereotype, like what kids do in high school, what kids do, and when they go to college, or what's the normal part, like, yeah, normal is drinking of underage normal yeah. i mean if we're if we're honest about yeah. it normal is that right yeah i didn't drink until i was like 22 because You're i was like rules i was abnormal yeah um but i think i think that is completely normal yeah and, and where i grew up like honestly it was uh it was alcohol and
1: other things that started at yeah. a younger age for people and so i was um, participating as everybody I knew did. And so that's how it started. Now, looking back, I'm like, man, that was pretty young to, like, go to Grateful Dead concert at 13 and do those things. <laughs> so I'm like, Look at But at the time, yeah. that seemed normal.
0: Where, so where did it go from there? So you, you're going to school, you're an athlete. You're yeah, so, you home know, home. went
1: to college, all was good. Um, you know, graduated uh, college. I, I think the, the key things to point out, so my story is not one of – quitting alcohol for health reasons. It was one of getting sober for the ultimate health reason. I was gonna die. Mm-hmm. And so what essentially you know, happened is, is that, I, you're going back, at a young age, I, there's a couple things that have been consistent with me my whole life. I have thought differently than everyone else around me and my mind does not stop, mm-hmm. right? I am constantly going. Mm-hmm. So what alcohol provided, or other things provided, were a way to turn off my mind for a while mm-hmm. and kind of feel at ease. Right? Can you it's fast just, forward 10 years, and I want mean, well, yeah. go back. What turns your mind off right now? Uh, working out, meditation, Right. yeah. Those are the two things. So I,
0: want, I want to come back to that in <laughs> a period yeah. of time, but it's but that's just important Important to kind of paint the picture of evolution. So,
1: exactly. so, you're back. so you, you can't shut it, shut it off, so alcohol yeah. helps. Alcohol and other things help, you know. And so, you know, I go, I go through that process and, you know, go through college, party, normal, post-college and all that. Uh, what happened was is that my, you know, quote unquote, partying did not slow down. It increased over time. And, um, Were you good at it? And I mean, could yeah, you get no, up and go? I, I, I answered the bell every day. Um, I functioned at a high level in my career. Um, all that stuff. I, you know, it, towards the end, obviously, at the end, I was not a good husband. That's not a good father. it's not a good friend. That's not a good anything. Uh, but for a while, I was, and I was able to function that way. And so the difference between someone who um, is not an addict and someone that is, in my mind, I'm clearly not an addiction specialist, but I've got a, you know, a PhD in experience. <laughs> what I've done is it comes down to two things, right? So I have a physical allergy and I have a mental obsession. If I'm going to break it into two buckets. So physical allergy, what does that mean? It yeah. means when I ingest something in my body, alcohol or other things, I don't know what I'm going to stop. Right, So a lot of people can go out and they can have a glass of wine or two glasses of wine and sit on a patio and that's an enjoying enjoying afternoon or all that. That doesn't work like that for me. A switch goes off in my mind that says, let's go. Right? Yeah. One's not enough. Two's too many. Exactly. That's exactly it. So we're going to roll. And you know what? Maybe once in a blue moon I could have two and that's no big deal. But I'm going full throttle. And so – and then the other – the mental part is is that – I never took a drink or did anything when it was a bad idea in my mind. How do, how do you define yeah. that? Yeah. So yeah. So, yeah. so um, there's a lot of times where I had consequences of things happen due to my drinking, right? But I would know. Uh, oh man, that was really bad, right? Yeah. And yeah, Any you logical out. person would look at it and be like, "Dude, you should stop." Yeah. Right. And I'm like, I agree, I should stop. But then the next day or a couple days later, be like but this time i'm just gonna do it was never a bad idea when it hit and that's that mental obsession piece that tells me it's okay it's okay you can do that you can do it just this once you can do that you can do this so that's really the two parts for me and so long-winded answer your question is that really started kicking in in my late 20s -hmm. and then i was off to the races for a couple of years and you held on to it and and Held it together,
2: and you—you you weren't married then, yet. Yeah? No, I've been
1: married. So yeah, so you know, married uh, Katie, you young. Yeah, Katie and I um, have been—we've been married since we were 24. We've been together since we were 19. Oh wow. We met as kids. Yeah. In college. We met as freshmen in college. Been together every ever since. Um, I am extremely lucky to have her in my life. She's the best thing that ever happened. She's seen it all. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not no, like she's, she's seen still, the you once you yeah. figured it out. Correct. No, we grew up together. She's seen the good, bad, the ugly, which actually we both say, and I know it's talk for her, but we both say that's me going through addiction and sobriety is the best thing that ever happened to both of us. But you mean as a, yeah. as a team? As a, or? As, a, as a team and not, but as individuals and, and as a team, because if you look at it, like, so she clearly makes me a better human being every day. I'm extremely lucky to have her in my life and, like... It's just awesome, and that's the part I'm most grateful for. But what it really did is it put us through a crucible, you know. And when you go through a crucible, it's just a transformative experience where you come out on the other. end if you come out of it, right? Yeah, you'd be better. You're going to be well. I'm hopefully, fine. you're better. But you're going to be. It's going to be a completely altered state. Yeah. And so that happened to me as an individual, and it also happened to her. Like we've been together so long, and she's. Such a part of me that I don't know where I end and she begins right. a lot of times. So you know she was a, a you know integral part in my sobriety and and everything like that. But no am yeah. So we've been together the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> And, 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 and you started we could have a podcast with
0: her yeah we yeah, could
1: exactly. <laughs>
0: so what was it really like <laughs> sort like
2: probably stories. So. yeah exactly she's got stories. so
0: so when uh, when
1: did you flip the switch so you're keeping it going for a couple yeah, years yeah keep it going and then really at the end I mean th- this thing ends um, this ends the same way if you're actually an addict right this thing ends the same way so you are either going to get locked up or you're going to die yeah. or you're going to get sober. Mm-hmm. Like there is no other end if you're true. Right. Yeah. And so I was heading towards the route of death. And so, you know, in, in 08, it was ending. It was just a, a constant for me. Yeah. You know, it was, that was daily. It was, oh yeah. Yeah. 24 seven. So I was completely physically addicted. Um, you, and then when you're an addict, the interesting thing is, is at the end, I wanted nothing more than to get sober. Right, I hated the fact that you were that I had to do this, right? Man. I hated the fact that I had to drink and do other stuff, I hated it. But I'm not going to ask you for help, no, because what are you going to do? Tell you not to drink, you're going to take it away from me. And if you take it away from me, I'm going to die, yeah, because I'm addicted to this stuff, right. right? So that's the cycle that you're That's to catch too, yeah, yeah, for sure. So you know, a series of events happened in 08, um, but nothing. You know, I crashed cars, hospitalized, like various things happened, and, and people uh, were really trying to help me, get me to stop. You know, Katie, my parents, others. Um, this was family-wide. They, family, the secret was out. The secret's out, family, friends, you know, you got you to gotta cut it out. And, um, you know, Colin and Sam were one and two at the time. Oh, wow. So you little people. Yeah. Little people, you know, so Katie's doing everything. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because there is no, and I, and I know a lot of people that are in a similar situation as me or were and, and are now, and there's no consequence that is actually going to change someone. So like, it's hard to explain, but uh, yeah. it's this evolution it's a process. Like, if it's so if you involved, upset right, Katie, like, I didn't want to hurt her. I love her. I don't want to hurt her. I don't want to be a bad dad. I don't want to be a bad son and friend and all that stuff, right? I, I, I know all that. But at the end of the day, I'm so consumed by the addiction that none of this is adding up. And, and really what happened to me is what happens in most. At one day, I was just, it was the end. You know, people were trying to get me to go to treatment, and I, I didn't want to go for various reasons. And I was driving down 67th Street in between Knoll and Row, and I pulled my car over at that Fonicello right there. And um, I'm like, that's it. I'm done. Like I am really done. Yeah. And I had said I'm done before, and I had, you know, been actually done in my mind, but this time done. I went home and I said to Katie, I said, I gotta go. Like I'm going. And so every the team mobilized. <laughs> so everybody pulled together. And... Yeah, because they didn't want me to, uh, you know, go away. And... But it had to be on you. It had to be. You know, you, yeah. you can't as anyone anything in life. You can take something as. Weighty and heavy as addiction, right? Or you could take something as simple as like deciding to do more pull-ups, right? Yeah, sure you, it, you don't do it until you decide at the end of the day. So yeah, yeah that was my decision point. So yeah, I went to uh, treatment where I had some uh, I had some family that were alumni there. It was out east in Maryland. Okay, you know? oh, really? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. they, they knew the spot. <laughs> the yeah. spot to send me, and uh, yeah, I went up there for 30 days, and I've uh, been sober ever since. What? With the with the two year old and one year old at home. Yeah, that was the hardest thing. So, I mean, that was the thing have ever done. You know, I um, you know, my my boys mean the world to me, and we uh, subsequently have Harry, you know, our third, yeah. and uh, so saying goodbye to them was tough. That was a tough thing to do. Yeah. You know, and um, I didn't know where I was headed, right. but uh, I knew that was better than whatever. And so, right. so yeah, I was saying goodbye to them, and what I've learned, and, and it transcends all aspects of life. Dude, you know, three most powerful words anyone can speak are "I need help." Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. And when you say that, man, people rally. Well, yeah. well that's the thing. Yeah. Either yeah. people rally and things make change, or it falls on deaf ears and, and they run away. The right so there's two different passes that could take. You could have come home and said, "Hey, I mean I'm done." Right. And then you couldn't have the support system that you had. And people are like, all right, you yeah, know, let's let's go ahead and drag their feet. Yeah. and then you'd still be in the same road or you had this awesome support system which shows like the need of like everybody else around you yeah. having people having yeah. like quality people in your life to be like okay, just hear what you're saying like the, the purpose of actually listening right. and you're like, okay, let's go like, let's not drag our feet no, I've, I've been super fortunate so I have a ton of
1: people that have helped me over the years and uh, continue to help me just everything, I mean, you guys help me in the gym, right? you guys help, like, all that all that stuff so I'm, I'm very fortunate that if I look back, you know there's four people that I literally would be dead if it wasn't for them yeah. and it's Katie who I've talked about is not more for me than anyone else Matt Condon mm-hmm. Mike Helmuth and Andy Bash if those four people didn't hit me when they did in life with what they did did Mike just join no yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just started yesterday you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know I said that we don't want to get his head <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah those four people honestly yeah. like I, I, you know, say that to my boys. Like, I'm not here if it's after them. So, yeah, got yeah, a
2: lot of help. So, you're right. Community's a big thing. That is, that is huge. I mean, walk. I mean, if you're cool with it, walk yeah. us for a little bit of the 30 days, because I mean. You don't just go to some, yeah. I, I know yeah. people who have gone to rehab and then come out of rehab and they're still the same with everything, exactly. they just yeah. spend the yeah. money and then, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, I think it goes back to that, that, that decision, you know, and then the action behind the decision. You know, There's the old saying, there's three, flo- three frogs on the log, one decides to jump off, how many are left? Well, there's three, because that one frog just made a decision, to yeah. actually jump, right? <laughs> so you got to jump in. And so at that time, I was okay. done. You know what I mean? And so really it was my effort. So, you know, what it was, was a process of complete self-examination. So, and it was, uh, you know, at times, like you don't go into rehab like on a winning streak, right? You know, yeah, like, things aren't going like, great. This is not fun. And like right. it's, yeah. so um, I had a crazy group of people I was in there with from all different backgrounds. But what I did is I just jumped in with both feet at that point and said, I gotta work on stuff, and so I really went, and it was a complete self-examination. I went through every aspect of my life, and so looking back, so fortunate to have thirty days. Like, when does anyone get thirty days to do that? No right? Yeah. So that it's 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 a pretty cool thing under bad circumstances. But I looked at everything, and really? did you have that attitude when you were there? Um, you know, not at first. At first, I knew I had it. I knew I was basically. It wasn't going to work out. So I knew I had to go away. Um, and then I got there, and a couple, uh, a couple people, you know, back to the people helping, they were like, dude, you need it like, you're bad. Like, I mean, I went in there. Nobody they ever gave you an ultimatum, though? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. There were ultimatums, No, okay. no, for sure. Okay. But that doesn't matter. Okay. Oh, right. So you know I what mean? Like, it doesn't, ultimatums, consequences, none of that really matters unless you really yes. at a cellular level want to change yeah. Yeah. Because you got to separate yourself from that which is keeping you alive and killing you, right. and then do a hell of a lot of work. Yeah. So. So yeah. So it was it was a great process of self self examination, one that you know continues today in a great way. I mean, it's it is it was a foundation for me to set up success. Mm-hmm. So 30, 30 days go by. Yep. When did the real work begin? I think the real work. I mean, the real work began then, but the real work continues. So. For me like there is no i do not struggle with alcohol or drugs or anything anymore i have i've been i've been lucky you know ever since i left there i have not had a desire to drink or do drugs since you since you left totally actually actually Uh since the day before i the day i went in i you know that the day i went in is the day i last did anything and i've had no desire to do it since then and that's not uh because um what that's due to is that self-examination and other work I'm putting in. Like, then I realized why I was doing those things, right? And I realized that, hey, there's a lot of work I do just on myself to be a better person, to help others, to know what my purpose is in life. And I know all these things today where I didn't before. Yeah. So I found personally, when you don't know your purpose and when you're floating around deciding what you want to do, that... It's just led to problems for me, where really now it's something where, um, yeah, I don't think about it. It's not drinking, drugs, that type of stuff. I always say to people, like, me eating this microphone That you said yesterday, talk. It's it's yeah, <laughs> like, that's <laughs> the same logic. Like, I wouldn't, if I'm hungry, I would not eat that. Like, there's no, yeah, me and a drink are pretty far away, and it's not due to, like, I'm cured, it's due to the fact that, like, hey, I do a lot of work, that I'm just, it's just not a part of me anymore.
2: Yeah. Now, it may not be a part of you. Yeah. But it's a part of pert near everybody. Yeah. Right? I yeah. you go to I mean, you're a social person. Yeah, absolutely. And you go to events and you have yes. friends, I'm assuming. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Everybody yeah. around
1: me yeah. exactly. No, everybody around me drinks, yeah. does other stuff for fun, it has a great
2: time. Yeah. Now, for those that know you and yeah. know the past that you have, it may be easier for them not to offer you a drink or give you a hard time about beer, Yeah, right? Now, the people who don't know you or know your past may be like, oh, come on, you pansy, why aren't you? This is just a beer.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I find that it doesn't happen like that.
2: Come on. Like, just have a beer. I, people say, hey,
1: do you want a drink? I'll say no. Or, yeah. no, I don't drink anymore. And, and that, I mean, that's pretty good. Or if they're, you know, someone that I've just met, but they've become friends, like you guys, like, as you know, I'll I'll tell you about me. Like, I'm I'm a pretty open book. Um, And and I do that for two reasons. One is, um, because I just live a pretty honest and direct life. I've always been a direct person. But two, I like people to know about me because they might, or someone they know might be struggling. I mean, there's a crisis in our country today of addiction. And unless people start talking about it and start talking about it, not like I have some success story, but just start talking about, hey man, there's another side to this. There is people that can get sober and can live good lives and be productive citizens and have a great time and yeah. you know, all those things. Then that's what I want people
0: to know. Yeah, and that's why I think we wanted you here today. Is so, you know, our, our first conversation was not, you know, I, I partied plenty, right? Um, but I didn't party to the point where I ever had a problem, right? But I still I, I wanted almost an excuse. In a way, it's, I have a little bit of envy. because like, you don't drink, and it's like, it's over, and right. it's done, and right. that, that part of your life is past you. Where, where we talk to people about like not drinking for their health, like, you don't really, like, your why is, is it's just because I want to feel healthy. and right. And I guess subconsciously, we're always concerned that somebody else is gonna be
1: like, come on, man, have a drink. Yeah, you afraid, afraid to just say I don't drink. Yeah, and here's the thing I've learned is other people's problems that are other people's yeah. problems. Like that stuff, like I've I've always been a pretty free thinker and, and I'm really not concerned what others are doing or what others think of me. Now sometimes that's maybe not a good thing, but overall like that type of stuff is yeah. hey, if you're not drinking or if you're not eating sugar or whatever life decision you're making, you know, that's that's your business. Man. That's a, you know, that's somebody else's.
0: So we we talked about calming the mind
1: yeah back, back then yeah. versus now yeah you know it's, it's interesting when I was a kid my mom used to like if I wasn't playing sports she'd be like you gotta get outside like she'd be like you've got to <laughs> go run around <laughs> and even like Katie today I'll be like hey like well, you know because <laughs> I'm a I'm a type A go 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 yeah. Can't out When I'm not going like that then I focus somewhere else so uh, yeah. So today, you know, working out so the physical aspect of, of fitness and health is huge for me. And so thank you, guys. This place has been awesome. Just the doors out. for you. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's it's great to have a place to come to with an awesome community and get to get to suffer and it expand. I mean, like the first noble truth of Buddhism is suffering, right? And so like, and that's meant to be like, <laughs> I believe a good thing, like life is right. suffering. So when you can come here at five in the morning and suffer like the rest of your day is pretty easy. Right. Um, and so, you know, that's a big part of it. And meditation is the other part. Talk us through that. What's, what's, what is yeah, that? So meditation has been an evolution for me over time. I you really started in treatment when I was first introduced to it and couldn't sit still for 30 seconds for five years. I mean, tried it off and on, but could not make that happen. And then about five years ago, made a commitment to begin to practice it a little more and just sit in silence. I used, you know, there's apps out there and all different things. I've gone to, like, whatever, meditation deals and, you know, day-long deals. And just because I'm interested in learning about a lot of different things. Uh, But that's been really a key to where... What it allows me to do is, it's a daily practice and I can completely separate myself from what is going on in the world. And so I almost have the ability to um, see things happen and not react to anything. Whether I'm not perfect, I react to all that stuff. Yeah. But like, well, That's what it does for me. It gives me a chance to respond as opposed to, you know, react to things. Mm-hmm. How did you get past that initial, like, uh thirty second barrier. You know, what I'd say it's like anything in life, like I was I heard this once, some guy said, How do you wanna how do you do more pull ups? Do more pull ups. I mean, right. it's the same thing. It's like how do you just sit? You gotta force yourself to sit there.
2: Yeah, yeah. even if it's just like five, ten, like ten seconds. Totally, ten, ten seconds, seconds, twenty, seconds,
1: thirty seconds, a minute. You know what I mean? Getting through it. It's still to this day. Like I do, you know, fifteen minutes a day. I'm not like you know levitating or. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like <laughs> seven, ten years from now. Yeah, I know. am I am not yeah. levitating. Yeah. By any means. no, I'm I'm uh, by no means a spiritual guru. It's just that time of silence
2: is pretty eye opening. And it allows, I believe it allows me to perform better as a human being. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't think 15 minutes is very long, but I don't think I can name three people. I can't, I can't name, I don't know. I I know 15 minutes sitting in silence meditating. Yeah. Would like my brain would freaking explode. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Uh, practice. I mean. Yeah. yeah. And
1: that's the thing. It's practice.
2: And it's, it does not And
1: I think, you know, the people that I, have uh, you know, things I've learned about it is that it's, it's not, it's like anything in life, it doesn't have to be perfect, right, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of doing it, and are you sitting there? And there's days where I sit there and for the entire time my mind is just going, oh, I've got to go here, i got to fly here, i got to do this or this or that, you know, and, and that's fine, it's normal, it's not, there is no perfection, and I think that's part of my problem early on, is I sought perfection, yeah. which is unachievable, therefore I needed something to calm my mind, what was there and available, Alcohol and other things, right? Yeah. Now I realize there is no perfection. This whole deal is a process. All I really am in it for is to learn to get better and meet cool people. That's why we am here in life. And so yeah. that's how I approach things. Yeah. What what have you noticed? So
0: health wise, yeah. What's this what's the sales pitch? You know, whether it's you're giving it up for a big reason or just for health, what do, what do you notice health wise? Yeah,
1: it's, it's it for me. You know, it's it's been so long. That, I mean, the biggest health thing for me is I'm not dead. Like, yeah. That <laughs> you know I mean? it, like right? works. So, yeah. uh, but beyond that, it's time. Uh, uh, so, you know, I was a, a prisoner to that. So it's time. And there's a, there's a big difference between um, someone that is, like I said earlier, you didn't go out on Friday night, you have a couple glasses of wine, you're fine. You still answer the bell, do whatever you're gonna do. That's that's all good. I think what it becomes is if it becomes a Thing for someone where it is taking up time either by doing it or the after effects of it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That you'd rather be doing something else. Right. That's what it'll give you, up, right? right? So you it's that... Even for someone that's not a, an addict or not, just to, you know, to say, hey, if I didn't do that, I'd wake up earlier and do what I wanted to do. But if that, those are types of things. But yeah, for me, the health benefit is time.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's. Well, right.
1: That's, I, I didn't think about. I haven't thought about that. No,
0: but because I, I usually think about like how I feel the next morning. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know. But I'll tell you what. we go out.
1: Well, you know, we have we go out all the time. Katie yeah. and I have friends and all that. Like when I'm out till 30 in the morning, sober, I'm hungover the next day because I'm old. I I'm like I'm a I am like
2: it sucks. Like I shouldn't be out till one thirty in the morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so there is, uh, like, time, but right? can you imagine them oh no I, yeah. after the fe- yeah, I mean if you did that <laughs> out in one thirty in the morning and drink right at the same time. I mean you the Kids know, don't care to do that. <laughs> right. No. The kids they're, don't they're, care. No,
0: absolutely, no, no. absolutely. So yeah, they don't care at all. They won't, they <laughs> want to get up they get going. So I mean I and what what's your what's your parting I mean, I don't know if it's advice or I guess my, to summarize and see where where we stand on this, Jeremy, is who cares what other people think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, time is your most valuable resource. Right. right? And if you need help, you should say it.
1: Yeah. And ask for it. Absolutely. And I realize that, you know, not everyone has this story, right? So not everybody's, I think a lot of people are affected by drugs and alcohol a lot of different ways in their lives where it's that person they care about. Uh, But But not everybody has this story. But, But what I've learned is that life, will present difficulties mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it will present them over and over again mm-hmm. and the better you get at dealing with difficulties which is getting used to it and realizing you can't control it and asking for help and having a good community of people around you and being honest yeah. and um, all, all of those types of things that, that's my, I don't know if it's a message but that's what um, that's how I try to live is the idea of just being who I am not everybody likes who I am. That's, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know what I mean. I don't expect them to, nor want them to. Yeah. But I'll be honest with everybody that I encounter. I will try to help other people mm-hmm. as much as I can, and, um, and and do the right thing. And I think that is um, that's something that if we all take to something as, as I said, as heavy and weighty as addiction to something as simple as I've got to wait in line for 30 minutes at Starbucks as opposed to what I expected to happen.
2: It, you know, world tends to be a better place. Yeah. Right? Now, uh, say say you're listening, like you were listening, to, and you may have already kind of gone over this a little bit, but like, say if you were listening to this podcast yourself in yeah. that time in your car, like what would what would be something what that you tell you, former Drew? Uh, yeah,
1: man, you know uh, that's a good. You know what I, I, I would? That's a good question. I, I would tell myself that you know that it's okay. You know that others others have gone through the same right. thing right. as you, and it's okay. And then I would say that you know what the my life has exceeded my wildest dreams, and so it's all there. And so I would give myself a message of hope. Yeah, is what I would do. I think that's the cool thing in life is that we can always change, right? Mm-hmm. And life can be whatever we want it. Mm-hmm. It is. It is a very cool thing, and there's hope out there for everyone. I mean, I was hopeless. So at the end there, I. Um, it's hard to explain, but um, I I was dead spiritually, you'll say, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, quote unquote, Drew wasn't really there anymore. Yeah. And so, you know, to come back from that is amazing. So I look at like, people joke, I say this a lot, it's, Every day since then, I call it bonus time. Like, I really don't think I should be here. Like So I'm kind of like, that's cool. I'm not to, like, I can deal with that. It's it. okay. I can deal with this, yeah. you know? And I've had many occasions in my life where, like, something's gone down and I've been able to, okay, okay, we've dealt with it um, because I things aren't as big of a deal to me as they are to most people anymore yeah you, you've got a much bigger perspective about having yeah that. it's like when you almost go out well you know what can i do about that i can't right. control it so somebody cutting you off on the highway is not that big of a deal yeah totally totally And i think the other thing about yes you know time and everything about you know, being sober is i am present for everything there's been a couple times we were in uh, we were in colorado a couple of years ago having dinner with a bunch of friends in colin my oldest uh the little one, Harry, can run. The restaurant. There's about 20 parents having dinner. It's 11 at night. They're all. It's dark. They're all eating outside, and, and uh, he comes in like a ghost and just screaming, "Call and I go out there. We had run out there. He had jumped and busted his knee open on one of the ski grates. So his kneecap is out. Right. It's 11 at night. I know where we're at. That's actually a good place in the world to bust. Well, that's any. what it ended up being. It was perfect. But I knew where we were <laughs> at, all, and I knew. There's no way we can get a car here and then get to the hospital. Yeah. So I picked them up seventy five pounds at a time and ran them a mile and a half to the just, hospital. Just yeah. So that type That's of stuff is not- like I'll tell you what, <laughs> back then that was not happening. Right. No. You know, so those, no. just, those are touches the other you know, benefits. That being be present, being you know, right? right? yeah. being able to react, being able to be there for someone else and, and
0: help out. yeah And, yeah. Delicare, and yeah. you're you're probably a popular guy around, you know. In the later evening hours, are like, "How are you have, getting home?" Yeah, I
1: or so Yeah, I have, or, uh, true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have uh, different people that actually have playlists in my Spotify that they
2: oh. like. <laughs> you,
1: around town. Uh, yeah. No, we have some good times. Later. No, I still go out with everybody. We have a great time. We're out late. We have fun. Um, yeah, life, life is. Life when is,
0: did work. you learn how to dance again? Um, did you need alcohol to dance? This is a personal question.
1: You know, I I probably for for me. Yeah, yeah. Great question. I'm a great dancer with a couple drinks. Yeah, I I, I would say um, I I dance less sober than I did drinking overall. But um, I I would say weddings and things like that. Absolutely, I'm out there dancing. I mean, I'm not uh, Katie, big dancer. You know, (laughs) not as much. But uh, but no, I think dancing was probably like at a wedding or something like that, and just when you're feeling good. It's the same concept, right? What did the alcohol do for me? It substituted something that made me feel better. So,
2: you know, you're feeling good. You're feeling alive, whatever yeah. it is. But I think it goes back to dancing would be uh, you can't care what other people think about you. Yeah, yeah oh, exactly. right. Well, uh, you're, one of your quotes that you told me one time was um, the thoughts of other people are none of your business. Yeah, right. I mean, it's their business. It's a way, man.
1: Yeah, you got to be you. I mean, you know, that's, that's cool. I try to tell my boys that all the time. Just don't care what other people think. You got some good kids, by the way. Thank you. That's, that's like key. she's she's a good <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> talk to her about that. Yeah. She's, she's, she's got, got some good kids. Thank you. They're they're awesome. It's a it's a uh, a huge gift in my life. So. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and that's hard for especially teenagers mm-hmm. to not care what other people think about them.
1: It is. I think it's hard for a lot of people. And um, And when he carries through. Right. And so, you know, part of that whole like examination process I still go through is what are my motives? You know, why am I doing something? Mm -hmm. Like, am I just doing something because I think I'm supposed to do that? Or is it Mm -hmm. something that I want to do or be good for? And so, yeah, that's what it comes down to. I think adults get caught in that trap too. Everybody does. You know?
0: You heard the saying, don't should yourself. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) should should do this or I should go out with this person or I should drink or. Right. You end up just going, you know, yeah. Yeah, Um well. I, you said one of your goals was to be able to help people, and I sincerely feel well. You helped the two of us. So yeah. anybody listening, um, I forgot I, there was a mic. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm grateful that you wanted to share your story. And, yeah, absolutely. Because I know um, my family's not excluded from you know al- you know alcohol abuse, and I'm I know I'm people not are going to have them listen to this podcast. Yes, yeah, I can't. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's very few and far between that somebody's not affected by this and um you know, whether it's drugs or alcohol or any sort of other addiction it's you know typically a sweep under the rug so for you to have the
1: you know the gumption to just or the desire to just help other people maybe yeah um, no I, we appreciate it yeah absolutely no my pleasure and i think you know there is hope for everybody out there and, and it's a, it's not something that uh should be swept under the rug because it is it is a normal part of our world today and uh if we help others things tend to work out better so drew Commando, ladies and gentlemen thank you so thank much for you. joining appreciate us thank you yeah, really appreciate it, it.